It's Monday. Hello, Internet. It's audio podcast time. Hey! hey. Welcome to the audio podcast. I'm Scott McLaughlin. I'm Sam Freeman. And today we're missing Scott Hewitt. He's not here today. He's in Scarborough. Good for him. Exciting time. Nice day to go to the beach. Um, yes. <laughs> this is show number 44. We're calling it 4-4 and we'll dwell on that a little bit later. Yeah, cool. <laughs> good show. So, why have we called it 4-4? We'll dwell um, on that a little bit later. Yep, yeah, well, because it's show 44. Good call. Um, yeah, we'll make tenuous things later. So, Scott Hewitt is not here, um, and we are still not endorsed by Motu, but we have a whole bunch of Motu stories to open with in the news. It is a very Motu-heavy show, at least the opening sections, but uh, I'm sure there's some interesting stuff for people in there. So, let's kick off with new product, the 4-Pre. So, Motu have brought out a new preamp uh, change-up from the old 8-pre. We now have a smaller, bus-powered 4-pre. Looking pretty good. Four mic inputs, two of them double as line inputs, two of them double as high-z guitar inputs. At least four outputs, but of course it runs Qmix and all those kind of things as well. So, Yeah, so on the outputs you've got, as well as the main left-right outs, you've also got the line, a line output which can mirror the main or using Qmix be used for anything yeah, else you want. Yeah, send out anything, SP diffs in and out. And of course this is um, both Firewire and USB 2. So, so another hybrid thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. The The only thing I did note on my quick gander around it is the the current price. I mean, the 8 Pre is what, a year old? Two years old nearly? Yeah, it could be as Ballpark. Well. So currently 8 Pre's are, are selling on my very quick Googling for about 399 and this 4 Pre is coming out at 379 That's pounds, English pounds, to you <laughs> universal listeners. Which, um, well, you know, it's not a huge price difference, given that it's got four less inputs. But at the same time, I, I ca- there are definitely advantages. I think the, the lightweightness and the bus-poweredness make a significant advantage on the 8 Pre, if that's the kind of thing you're looking for. And it's hybrid. So I, I can see why the price would be up there with it. And the 8 Pre only has two outputs, isn't it? Though? Yeah. Whereas this is the four, so let's open that. Yeah, that's also useful. And I imagine there are probably some interface fixes to this as well. This looks like they've brought in some of the Ultralights interface things. It appears to me that Motu just keep getting better at actual live frontal interface work. There is a whole, there's a whole load of different choices now for things this size from Motu and other people. But yep. yeah, it's definitely... With this, with boxes this size, you usually only get two preamps. There's lots of things out there that mm-hmm. are the size of only two, so having the extra two preamps will make make the difference for people wanting to buy this. Um, and you know, sub four hundred pound, it's it's a pretty good piece of kit. Yep, for that size, it comes with kits for rack mounting it, either in a half U rack if you have a whole one of half. those, um, or if you have another. If they've they've also got the Motu Microlite MIDI interface illustrated, I think that looks a nice little pair. Like that is a nice a rack little pair. You can click them together to make a full U rack on you. But shall we shall we move on? Well, actually, just before that, okay. I, for what it's worth, I uh, two months ago purchased a Motu Ultralight, which yep. is good. I'm very happy with it. It's, it's my first actual sound card that I own myself. <laughs> Ever since my old uh, Tascam US 122 
no, rest in peace. But uh, thinking about it, for the same kind of money, I kind of wish I'd... If I'd known this was coming out, I probably would have gone for this. The extra inputs, I think, make a difference. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're after, because the Ultralight has the 18-8 out, doesn't it? But only two preamps. Yeah, we used one of those. We used Scott Hewitt's one of them yesterday, actually, for a gig. Yeah, and, and as it happens, just the other day, I did a gig where I really needed four preamps. I had to go through a horrendous amount of uh, alternate ways to get my two other SM58s in there without having serious gain issues. I ended up having to get a mixing desk just for those two SM58s, so this it's, would have been perfect. That happens all the time. You have like, your nice little fits-in-your-bag sound card, but then... Yeah. You need a big mixer to be able to expand what you need. Hey, I wonder could I send them back my my ultralight and get one of these instead. Anyways, that brings us on to our second piece of Motu news for so the day. This was the last news item that I added. I think so I found this today, and it's not linking to the product webpage itself because I couldn't find it. This is a story on um, record.org, um, posted January twenty seventh, and it's the announcement of the new microbook 2 from motu so my, the microbook was kind of fits in your pocket audio interface and this is the version 2 of it which is well motu don't seem to be announcing it on their own website well, that's it. as can... far as we can see no nope, looked around and they've the only microbook they've got on there is the mark one i guess the only thing i can think of is if they're doing a push on the four pre maybe they don't want to put two two small kind of um pieces of kit like this out at the same time that may be targeting the same market yeah that's fair enough and it's also this has not been released this is due to ship in um, spring time so well there we go they're going to want to keep them apart cool cool um and our third piece of motu <sighs> our, our motu hat trick for the day so this is now the software we've moved away from the hardware to digital performer which the story is it now is available for windows from version 8 which there you go that's that's the story that's dp it. on windows yeah I, I like the way on the motu site they that they lead off with saying that this is fulfilling dp's destiny as a leadio, leading audio workstation platform for windows based recording artists producers engineers remixers composers and others this is its destiny. This, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it disturbs me more that that implies that Windows systems are everything's destiny. I have the Linux version. I was going to say, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, where's... It, they, maybe that's their way of saying that they're going to stop here now that they've got DP on Windows and Mac, Mac yeah. and Windows, maybe that's enough for them. If that's How unimaginative. Have you uh, ever used DP? Oh yeah, this this was a, this was a conversation we had beforehand where where I can proudly say that the only time I've used DP was when myself and three colleagues spent half an hour attempting to figure out how to get audio files into the main window, and we couldn't do it. We spent half an hour, we could not figure it out. I know plenty of people who use DP all day, and they swear by it. In fact, DP seems to be one of those software products that is is a real it's a it's an evangelist tool. Mm. Everyone I know who uses DP swears by it. I couldn't make it work. I might be an idiot. <laughs> well, let's hope that it's version 8 now, so the things have moved on. Maybe they've made it easier. <laughs> Maybe you can drag and drop to achieve what you were trying to do. You never know. Well, let's not go crazy. Hey. That's, that's that's selling it out right there. <laughs> it's for amateurs, drag and drop. Oh, yeah. Might, might upset their um, hardcore user base. Yeah. Oh, the other thing they've added is an iPod iPad support for the QMix. And this isn't specific to DP. This is just a general announcement that... Mm, I guess so. It's listed on the same page as this news item. On, yeah. 
So there is a news item about DP going to Windows, but at the bottom of that, they have a news item as well that QMix FX is now available on iPad over across OSC, which is pretty handy. Well, there you go. We've got four. There you go. That's our four link. We now have four items of oh, news. Oh, God. Sorry, it's going to get more tenuous than this, don't worry, guys. Fear of fours. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of software, and yep. still on the DAW front... So another upgrade is Pro Tools have released 10.0.1. Pro Tools, Avid. There you go. That's... Nothing I, more to say about that, really. Pro Tools updated by increment of one. I um, I did download the PDF of the README type mm-hmm. thing on the release to see if there's anything to say. Um, did you read it? I flicked through it. I began. It's 20 pages long. It has... That's a lot of updates. But it says all the things they fixed, all the unexpected crashes that no longer happen. And um, there's a whole list of known problems and suggested solutions to them. Thorough. Yes. Cool. This brings us uh, on to... Move to a slightly different type of thing. So um, we were at the Max for Live thing the other time. Yeah, we were at the Max for Live UK symposium. Lots of Maxers in some rooms listening to each other talk about Max. And here's another symposium, also UK-based. So this is in London, happening April 12th to 19th. And this is the Super Collider Symposium. The Super Collider Symposium, SC.Symposium, April 12th to 19th in London. Do we know where it is in London? Or should people just go and check out the website, sc2012.org.uk? Yep, and you can also find the link on the wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Um, and the show notes there. So, so the main thing we're going to talk about right now, though, is that there is a bursary scheme yes. available. So if you're interested in going but think, oh, I can't, can't stomach the registration, then you can write to them with 200, up to 200 words of why they should give you a bursary to go along, and, and then you might get in for so free that way. if I didn't have a bursary, how much would this be costing me? How much would it be costing? Tickets. So we're doing this live, on the fly, finding out information here. Go internet, go. It would cost you, the early bird, if you book before 29th of February, will cost you £100 regular, 70 for concessions, students unemployed and retired. After the 1st of March and up to the 2nd of April, bookings will be 110 regular, 10 pound, oh, sorry, 110 regular, £80 concession. So that's... So you're saving £100 then, really, aren't you? Yeah, that's pretty good. And you get yeah. 50 quid to buy lunch and stuff. On the bursary. Yeah. Although it's also worth pointing out that that's just the symposium itself, which doesn't pay for workshops. The workshops are £10 each per half-day workshop. Uh, But if you get yourself a bursary, then that will cover five of them. Or possibly more. So... And the workshops all look pretty interesting. There's a bunch of good people on there doing all sorts of interesting, fun stuff with Super Collider. We won't go into them in any detail. It's just worth saying that across Saturday and Sunday, it's just a two-day symposium. Uh, Yes. Yep. Oh wait, no, twelve to nineteen. There's only that's the workshops are on ah, the Saturday. Workshops are on the Saturday. Oh, I see. And then the rest of it is on all the time. Yep, from Monday through. So, super glider, awesome symposiums. Actually, you know what? We've had the Max just had the Max symposium. We've now got a super glider symposium. Uh, I, I see all the time from looking on the processing list that the processing symposiums happening all over the place. I think this this is, is only a good thing. More and more of these things. And we. Yeah, but unfortunately none of us are going to be available on that date to go to London to attend this super cloudy thing, so we're not going to cover it unless... Well, Scott Hewitt's not here, he might have... There was He suggested one person that might be able to do it on our behalf. Go along we may have a roving reporter if, down there. Yeah, we may do. 
But if anyone has anything to send us in from there or of there, hey, anything from pictures to snippets of interviews or whatever, do send them in to us. It's always interesting. And we'll definitely be covering it in, whatever, in some format when it gets to the time. That's April. And I look forward to the Chuck Symposium that will come up at some point. <laughs> okay, so what else is new? Um, the crowd... Choir, the crowdsource choir project, the crowd choir project, that's what it's called. It's one of those things. Yep. Be a voice in the crowd. Um, this is Sonic Couture are asking you to sing a note, go R at a given pitch for 10 seconds, record it, upload it, and they're going to compile thousands of these, hopefully. Well, they're going to make a sampler instrument, aren't they? Exactly, they're going to make it into a, um, an instrument for contact or ESX. Nice. EXS. Yeah, they're going to build a sampler instrument, choir, vocal ensemble made with a crowdsourced set of voices. So that's quite cool. Uh, the website is really nice that you can choose. Well, they will give you notes and they will play the note for you. I'm going to play it right now to make a noise. Can I do that? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Oh, I muted it. <laughs> Let's try that again. There you go. That, that is the note to be sung. That was E3. Uh, I can do that. Cool. And then if and you, you also they've got a bit of an incentive there after there's a competition to win this rather large array mimba. Not marimba, mbura. It could also be a marimba. Based that's thumb piano to you and me. Yeah, except instead of being coconut shell size, this is rather large. This is almost piano sized. Uh, yep. It's a five-octave custom-made cherry wood one, which is looking pretty sweet. Uh, I recommend that nobody else enters this so I can win this. That would be good. Are you going to sing all of the notes and it will actually just be the Scott Voice Choir Orchestra? I might. I just might do that. Can can I write some sort of um, um, program to stop other people uploading? I'm going to hack this. I'm going to get anonymous onto this. (laughs) I'm really not going to do that. Scott Glockin does not have the skills to do that. (laughs) No. But I do have the skills to sing all the notes. And they are, and you are welcome to upload as many as you want, but they, they, they say if you're going to upload lots of them, then do different notes. Don't just do the same note over and over again. Noted. <laughs> okay. Speaking of sampler instruments, so to speak, this brings us kind of on to our next thing, which is not about sampler instruments, but it is about samples. It is. Well, this is... um. Free sound, the free sound project. Actually, we were going to put this on the end. Actually, you've kind of like you've kind of... Oh no, sorry, it was the next tab. My it bad. It was the next tab, but rewind. What? <laughs> so fours, the number four, four, four. It's a good number. I it's like it. Show forty-four is um, and it's the out of forty-four shows. It's the first one that Scott Hewitt's not here. I know. Well done, that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good work. <laughs> um. But we like fours. We do. And you, you, you had lots of four connections you wanted to bring in well, here. This is a show about fours. Yep. I, I, we have four Motu items. We do. Um, and also, it's the number four, four. I, I think of three. This should be four. This is not the, like this should be four. I'm but, sure we can do that. So what are your, what are your three? Well, we're, we're the audio podcast. We talk about things to do with audio and music and things in particular. And the, number, and the fourth and the double four appears a lot in musical things, I've noticed. True. Then there is four, four time. That is true. Which is the most common kind of signature. I, I don't know why. Why Why is 4-4 the, the de facto way that music is presented it's... in popular culture around here? Do you think it's a bit, kind of a Betamax versus VHS thing? Four, four just one order out of three time? No, you're right. That's completely unfair. I, I have nothing to support that. There's four time and there's three time, but 4-4 four, four is, is the more danceable one. Mm. 
There's uh, what else have we got? We have okay. 440 hertz. 440 hertz. Yep. Yeah. So why why 440 hertz? That's like concert pitch A. People tune to that. Um, kind of taken for granted perhaps at some point so you True. could type it into google 440 hertz <laughs> and of course you get like the wikipedia kind of like explanation of what's going on but and then then you get some crazy things actually i don't have that tab right up right now so let's type it no um, i have also lost this tab because i was afraid of what it was telling me <laughs> exactly i was too um my computer is going crazy for, for oh dear hey four four zero space h z enter so yeah a440 standard pitch wikipedia wikipedia a440 pitch then the importance of 432 comes up as uh-huh. the next thing uh-huh. on my list there what i mean that's um there's, there's the omega 432 uh, campaigning for change of concert pitch back to 432 yeah they say it's better well yeah uh, they, they have very, very, very strong opinions on this. I mean, we're, we're talking like global conspiracies, um, human health, uh, the, 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 all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think... I, I, I quite enjoy their webpage. Then the other one that I, I didn't read, but I did spot... Um, oh, sorry, is, I, I, I should go back. The the Omega okay. 432 one is, is quite a reasonable page. True. There's the, they're kind of... Um, whereas the other thing which they're kind of going against, which shows up in the same list of Google mm. results here, is, is that the history is um, a page that's titled Musical Cult Control. The Rockefeller Foundation's uh, military commercialization of music via the use of 440 hertz as the centralizing and standardizing uh, musical tuning. So there you go. Apparently yep. the 4-4 there is, is, is sinister, according to some. So there you had it. We're we're passing on this internet-contained information to you. So this gives us I, three. This is the, our four four or four hundred forty hertz. <laughs> what was the third one? Um, the third one, and I should I should I, I hasten to add that I kind of thought of this before realizing where the Google search would lead me. Um, but the last one was is is one point four one four two. There's two fours there. That's the square root of two, which in signal processing is comes up all the time, and in musical programming you use the square root of two a lot for multiplying things and doing stuff with didn't really go as far as typing that into google to be honest so we need a four i told you it was tenuous we need a fourth so what's the four 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 We're already on tenuous another four and another does it have to be two fours it does doesn't it, it four does. four well the only one i had earlier was that there's a really good lamb album called fear of fours but that's not quite the same. It's not two. Fours, we talked about Lamb the other day. Lamb have got we that did. remix competition going. They do. If you go back to two shows ago, I think it was two shows ago. We could find yeah. out. So basically, we don't have a fourth four. Maybe that's it. Our lack of a fourth four is our fourth. Recursive logic. That's how it goes. Should we plunder? Let's plunder on. Arr! Okay. The microsound mailing list. Somebody posted some work that they had done, which is called botanical chants. And they linked to a SoundCloud page, as have we on wiki.theaudio podcast. And the thing I liked about this the most, I mean, is the way they've documented their process here. They've gone through, the person who did this is Dara Oshida. And, yep, in addition to the piece of audio that they've uploaded, they've got a list of how they made it. So they've described the process they went through, basically. They've used L systems. Four, there's four of them, actually. Which, there you go, there's a fourth thing. They've got four L systems Tenuous. used here. 
and they've put the little they've given the what, they've included syntax. the L system yeah. uh, L system grammar for each of these things so uh, L systems are, are a formal grammar for generating uh, well for generative systems and particularly for, the, for generating tree like structures so he's he's included here uh, the four particular L system grammars that he uses and you can throw these into any L system generating program and or even just get a pencil and paper and use them yep and then you can generate the tree structures yourselves and he's also linked to the jpegs that he specifically used when he he took these jpegs of these l systems and put them into metasynth and metasynth is <laughs> well we get... let's start this from the top he oh generated l systems l systems generate a, a kind of fractal quasi tree structure image he took jpegs of those images he dropped them into metasynth metasynth converts images into sound files and he used those sound files then to construct a piece of music which is on soundcloud which is what we have linked to hooray hooray oh dear plunder that and and, and, and well and, and more and there's well, more and there's more um i was i was inspired by by more his his, the the documentation of it, and I took his four JPEGs and put them into MaxMSP, which has in its examples its own L system drawing stuff. But I didn't go I didn't go down that avenue. I decided to take his images rather than synthesize resynthesizing them from the grammars, and resynthesize some audio by checking it through. Um, that was that's what I did. When right, I checking it through some some FFT fun. <laughs> yep. So for another example, and I've I've zipped that stuff up and left it on the wiki. So anyone. Can you, you'll have to have um, Max MSP installed, but you know you can do that for free if you're on Windows or Mac. And who doesn't <coughs> have Max MSP installed? Linux users. True. <coughs> Again. So where does this take us to? What have we got left? What the else last can we item talk about? is plundered from yesterday. I was down at the Network Music Festival in Birmingham. Ah, yeah. Really good time was had. Um, one of the presentations was. Um, was it about 440 hertz? No, it wasn't. It okay. was about free sound, free sound project. Woo! I have a lot of time, a lot of respect for the free sound project. In fact, this reminded me I need to order my free sound project T-shirt, which I intended to do before Christmas, and now I'm going to go back and do it. Oh. I was caught out actually. The guy who's giving the presentation, I went and said hello. I've been using free sound project for since 2007 or so. And he said, "Oh, do you upload sounds?" I said, "Yes, yes, I do." <laughs> Did you no, say that? No, I admitted that. Although I would like to, I've never actually got round to that. I know. As there's bad opening, but I still managed to get a short interview, which we will tack on the end, where he talks about his his own personal part, which is the radio dot free sound. Ah, yes. So, so radio dot free sound. Tell me about that. Well, he will. We'll cut in the um, interview right now. Hi, so I'm here at the um, Network Music Festival in Birmingham, and I'm with uh, Gerard Roman. And you're involved with the Free Sound Project. Yeah. Right. Freesound.org. So. Um, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, what, give us a little bit of background on that. And Yeah, so that's a website that was set up in 2005. Um, initially, it was, um, it was a, just a little website to share sounds around the conference that was um, organized at that time. But it, it became um, very, very popular. And it grew um, way beyond the initial expectations. And so right now, it's a very popular um, database for sounds. So there's like about... 120,000 sounds. Uh, it seems like it may not seem so much, but it's a huge variety of different sounds. Uh, whatever you can think of, normally you can find it there. Um, yeah, so. That's great. Um, 
So it's had a new build recently, 2011. Um, and... Well, aside from that, your own personal project related to that is Radio.Freesound. So what's the idea behind that? Yeah, so um, the idea of this uh, Freesound Radio, or Radio Freesound, I always <laughs> switch it. Uh, so it's uh, try to go into the next step uh, in where, I mean, most people go to Freesound.org, they just download some sounds for making something, like creating something. Um, but that's lots of possibilities if we try to, to to use the sounds and create things like music or uh, sound environments online on, on a website. So what we're trying to do is um, to have a, a web-based uh, program that you, anyone with a web browser can use to combine sounds and make uh, like music or um, soundscape compositions uh, collaboratively mm-hmm. and share, share them with others and use other people's work to, to build other stuff and foster like creativity in this, in this sense so I suppose in the same way as you can go to free sound now and you can upload sounds or download them you'll be able to go to the radio and listen to compositions that people have made as well as contribute your own compositions and interact with the system in real time yeah. that's really that's great so is that live now or is that upcoming or yeah you can go there now it's uh, radio.freesound.org uh, it's still in a kind of early stage. It's a new version and still has uh, very like rough edges, mm-hmm. but um, you can use it. And yeah, um, you can give feedback if, if you find any problems. So. And what what um, technology are you using for the interface on that? Is it well? That is that is currently made using Flash technologies. Mm-hmm. So it's um, probably the only the only technology that is now um, really available for for browser-based. Um, audio stuff so uh, I hope that in the near future there will be um, the standards for JavaScript and HTML5 audio uh, stuff will be more we'll get more support and we can maybe approach um, uh, a more like standards based um, uh, implementation but currently it's uh, it's quite difficult to to make what we want to make uh, using and make it available to most browsers uh, if you don't use Flash. Okay, well, Gerard, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. That's a bit of um, music, I don't Yeah, know. a nice little musical interlude at the end there. Thank you, iTunes, for, for providing us with that. Indeed. That sounds great. Uh, the, 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 the radio idea sounds really nice. I, I haven't checked that out before, and I'd like to give that a look. No. I feel, I think, yeah. He did mention, he did bring himself back after saying that Flash was the only way to do it. I think that's the only standardised way of doing it. I think yeah. maybe they didn't want to put all the effort into something where the stand, where the protocols may have pulled it out from under the rug, which seems, still seems to be kind of the case with the audio stuff. I don't know, I haven't looked at that for a while. Well, it kind of makes sense, though. I, mean, I, I bridled a little when he said that, too, but then when he says the words, uh, when he wants to make it available for most browsers, statistically, IE is still up there as most browsers, and a considerable number of them are old IE6 and crap like that. No disrespect. Well, no worse than they've heard before. So, I mean, in most browsers, does mean IE and old versions of IE. I think we're we're kind of blinded a little bit by the fact that we're always using bleeding edge, well, not bleeding edge, but certainly more modern browsers. Cool. So that's all we got to cover today. That that's, was it. That yeah. was the four. How many minutes are we up to? Was, when will we make it to forty-four minutes? No, uh, no, not today. We did not. 
I think people will be happier with shorts, too. Yeah. And um, we'll be back next week. We will. With more more fun musical stuff, more plunder, and probably Scott Hewitt. Hey! And maybe more Motu. Who knows? Cool. So um, you can contact us via show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk on the email, or Twitter's at theaudiopodcast. And visit the wiki. Take a look at old stuff. I've been Scott McLaughlin. I'm Sam Freeman. Goodbye, Internet. Bye.